Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley welcoming you to the very first of spiritual tune-ups, stemming back to March 2020, when the world was in the throes of upheaval with a recognition that we were in the midst of the first global pandemic of its kind in our own existence. Everything was chaos. And so I was drawn to the internet to leave a four and a half minute video on social media and YouTube explaining my views, which were not that unique amongst new thought leaders, about the cause and the ramifications of this pandemic, explaining that it was the beginning of a healing, not the beginning of the end. And that video I did almost immediately reached 100,000 views, and it told me the world was in need of more comfort and reassurance on a daily basis. Listen, enjoy, and please thumbs up, engage. It makes all the difference when you have the opportunity to leave some feedback on your favorite podcast service. Taliho amigos. Jambo fellow adventurers, it's great to be with you on a for another spiritual tune-up. So today's topic is going to be my first in a series of what I might call self-love, but I'm not going to put self-love on the title because, you know, you know, we hear enough of that. But it's so important. And one of the most fundamental pillars that will help you establish self-love is to finally stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, you know, I, I teach what I most need to learn. And uh, I do this and have always done this so much. Uh, I think growing up, I was always terrified of what other people would think of me. And then as I started finding my own space in my own breathing room, you know, and being kind of independent, I then began comparing myself to this very day. But I have learned a few tricks on how to get out of that hole. And I want to share some perspectives and some viewpoints with you this morning so that you don't fall in that hole. Or if you do, you can get yourself out of that hole and stop comparing yourself to other people. I mean, even, even of late, I'm doing these videos. I can't help notice my viewership and compare my viewership to other people's, my peers. And it's like pretty humbling. Hey, but I'm just starting. Um, my book sales, my audience sizes, um, everything I want to compare. And now that we have this lull and this downtime, we really need to take ourselves to task with some tough love and say, you know, is this serving me? Have I forgotten that I am who God most wanted to be? I think so. Do you realize that you are the divine's only chance since the beginning of time, and it will never come again till the end of time, to see through your unique set of eyes, to hear with your unique ears, and to feel with your unique heart. Now, you just got to camp out on that concept for a minute, and you will be persuaded and come to an understanding how precious your window on the world is. This is your unique niche that no one else can fill. You know, you're looking for what it is sometimes in terms of butcher, baker, candlestick maker. What should I be when I grow up? How can I serve humanity the best? 
You can't not serve humanity the best if you are true to yourself. And if that means taking a 15-year sabbatical on a deserted island or watching Netflix for those same 15 years on a deserted island, you are filling a niche that, that God was yearning to experience and will never have the chance in the same way to experience without you. So honor your downtime. Honor those spells that might last an hour or a month. Activity where you accomplish zilch because it's through accomplishing zilch and through totally detoxing all the stresses that are creating this resistance in your mind, your body, and your soul that you will be rejuvenated into your most productive time. And when you compare yourself to other people, you're forgetting that everyone has their own season. I mean, we all get to be king and we all get to be queen and we all get to be white and we all get to be brown and we all get to be male and we all get to be female and we all get to rock the stage and we all get to chill out. And wouldn't it be a travesty given that you just rocked the stage of your last 42 lifetimes and now you've chosen this one to smell the roses. You can't smell the roses because you wish you were rocking the stage because you feel insignificant as you compare yourself to other people. Chill out, love yourself, don't compare yourself. The seasons change, the pendulum swings. The beauty of life, as a note from the universe once said, is no matter what you do in this entire lifetime, and no matter what you do not do in this entire lifetime, you will be more for the experience. God will be more for the experience. You are God's only hope, last chance, to feel and see through the being you now call myself. So don't compare yourself to anyone. Jambo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Thoughts become things. The other day I was talking to you about the truths of being. And I talk to you about the absolute truths that we are all one, that we're all of God, that our thoughts become things, that everything's working out for our higher good, uh, that there's only love. Very, very few absolutes, whether you believe in them or not. And one of them was TBT, thoughts become things. And it happens to be the only absolute that has a variable. You and your thoughts and what you choose to think and focus upon. This absolute tells us exactly where we fit into the equation of reality creation. It's so exciting, it's awesome news, particularly when you mix it with the one of the first spiritual tune-ups I gave, revealing your inclination to succeed and to thrive and to rock and to roll, given that you are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty. So when you combine your inclination to succeed and the power of your thoughts and your freedom to choose them wisely, you become completely unstoppable. And so today I'm going to share with you my nine guidelines for creative visualization. These are not rules. These are not laws. The only law is thoughts become things. Not all of your thoughts, because some get in the way of others. And sometimes things happen that you didn't think of. But that's just because beyond the strange, unthought of experience, you were thinking of an end result. 
and the only way to get there was to be drawn through unthought of territory. Thoughts become things is the end all be all of living the life of your dreams or living the life of your nightmares. Fortunately, positive thoughts are 10,000 times more powerful than negative thoughts. So just do your best with what you got from where you are and you're gonna totally blow the lid off of this popsicle stand. So my guidelines, create a visualization. One time a day is enough to transform any life. You don't need to do it 12 times. Don't do it 12 times. You'll be comparing your dreamed of life to where you are now, get overwhelmed and no longer live in the present. So just once a day and drop it until tomorrow. Number two, don't do it for any longer than five or 10 minutes. Why? You're gonna start daydreaming, probably about sex or something. And then you're gonna get mad at yourself and think, oh, I can't do it, I have adult ADD. You can do it. Don't turn it into some marathon experiment of controlling your thoughts. Every day I do it for four minutes, stop. You can do it for two minutes and stop. Five or 10 minutes is the max in my recommended guideline. Number three, ritualize it, okay? Honor it, respect it. If you understand that thoughts become things, it's a no brainer to spend a few minutes every day thinking some good ones, just deliberately, eyes closed, get into that zone. The life of your dreams is already happening. To know and not do is the same as to not know. Thank you, Lao Tzu, for that famous quote. So if you know your thoughts become things, but you're not visualizing every day, then you don't know your thoughts become things, nor do you know of how powerful you are. So ritualize it and compare it to brushing your teeth. You have a time of day, you have a place in your house, you even bought props and tools to brush your teeth. Do the same for visualizing. I used to suggest getting a visualization timer, a, a kitchen egg timer works just fine. Now your smartphones can do it. Countdown from four minutes to zero. It's silent during the countdown. And at the end of that countdown, boom, you're done until tomorrow, no matter how well you focused. Don't turn this into four more minutes, four more minutes. Oh, that was bad. I daydreamed about so-and-so. Four more minutes, four more. Once a day, no longer than five or 10 minutes. Ritualize it. A place in your home, a chair in that room, uh, a time of the day, once a day is done. Number four, imagine every conceivable detail, sights, sounds, aromas, textures, your palm in the palm of someone else's, your toes in the sand. That's imagine every conceivable detail. Okay, the end result is transformation, as I've talked about, big picture. But when you visualize, you want to ramp up emotion and you do that best with details, which leads to guideline number five, feel, feel the emotion that you anticipate when the dream comes true. You're just ecstatic, you're elated, you're pumping your fist, you're waving your palms, you're happy dancing, feel the joy. If you have trouble closing your eyes and seeing details, 10% of every audience says so. Forget the details, which is 0.4, and go straight to joy, 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 happy dance. I'm so happy, thank you God, thank you universe, I love my life. Joy, feel the joy while you visualize. Number six, if it helps, and I rarely do this, but it's a good idea if you are starting out, just jot down in an outline form what you're gonna to visualize today. Today, I'm driving my new car to the grocery store. Coronavirus is all gone. I'm gonna smile at everybody. I'm gonna pick the kids up at their new school. I'm gonna take them to the soccer field and I'm gonna drive home. Uh, I'm gonna drive by my new home to see if the movers have unloaded the new furniture. 
And that's what I'm going to visualize. Now you have a script. Now you have an agenda. Now you're less likely to daydream. And you're going to put stuff in that script that resonates with you, baby. Number seven, put yourself in the picture. I know some people do remote viewing. I think it's all good. You know, you, remote viewing is you see yourself down there and you're like a fly on the wall and you're, that version of you that you're looking at is totally rocking life. But I prefer, and I think it's more realistic, to actually imagine that you are living your life, looking from eyes of your future self, feeling uh, with your heart exactly what's going on in the world. Be in the picture. Don't just dream of your, your fantasy life floating by on a cloud, you know? Then you'll never be part of it. Imagine you're part of it by putting yourself in the picture. Guideline number eight, dwell from the end result or beyond. Do not visualize how your dream will come true. Don't worry about the cursed at house. Divine intelligence knows how. Divine intelligence knows you want it ASAP. So when you visualize, imagine the dream already came true. It came true last month. It came true last year. It came true three years ago. Now visualize. Now picture your life. And, then, and this implies that it's already happened. This implies that it all worked. This implies the universe was riding shock. This implies so much. And all you got to do is go beyond the end result, the desired dream, and you're good to go. And number nine, get physical. For me, I am always pumping my fist when I visualize. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll woo -woo, get physical. Why? Because it ramps up the joy, the emotion, and it makes it all come to pass faster. That's what emotion does. And getting physical in that dark and quiet room adds to the joy, adds to the emotion, brings about a faster manifestation. My friends, your thoughts become things. It is the unfailing, absolute principle that guides your life. So think a few thoughts during these quarantine times of your dreams having already come true. Jambo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley. Is it just me or is the sky bluer than it has ever been in my whole life? I, I, I'm seeing things and feeling things that I've never seen or felt before. And I hope we can all start doing the same because it's still such a beautiful world. Today's spiritual tune-up is about how to be provided for. Does that sound good? <clears throat> because we are, we just get in our own way. So I got two power tools to help you get it on, understand, activate this ability of ours to make life far more effortless than it's ever been heretofore. <clears throat> so you've heard about the power of gratitude, right? And you've heard about the power of giving and tithing. Most spiritual practices, certainly churches and the like, um, ask for donations and they say it's better to give than to receive, and you know God is watching. Both of those are profoundly powerful, but neither of those is powerful for the reason typically ascribed to them. Remember from my earlier spiritual tune-up, there's no judgment. We live in an absolutely non-judgmental universe. Divine intelligence is not looking like, Oh, did Mike say thank you? Mike, you didn't say thank you, so I'm not going to give you any more. That would be juvenile, and that would be totally judgment-based. The universe is like, I love you, Mike. I love you no matter what you say or don't say. And I love you no matter what you do or you don't do. 
That's not an easy one to get, but everyone always is adored, showered in non-judgmental love. So whether or not I say thank you, or I forget, or I just say something rude, I'm still adored. So it's not like divine intelligence needs the, a little perk in her ego. It's like, I'll give Mike another little token, some more play money to go have a good time because he said thank you. And the same thing with giving. Giving is not powerful because like, oh my gosh, look at that little one down on planet Earth. Giving, giving, giving when they have almost nothing to give. I think I will provide for them. Pure judgment. Everything you've ever desired and more than you can imagine is now being pressed, pressed, pressed to you. You are of God, by God, pure God. You're here to thrive, to enjoy, to be abundant in every way you can possibly imagine. So here is why those two things are still crazy powerful without regard to judgment from the divine. Your own inner vibration of abundance or lack. When you say thank you, you are feeling I have received. When you feel I have received on the plane of manifestation, you become an even more powerful magnet for whatever it is you have expressed gratitude for. Every time you say thank you for what you have, it multiplies. Every time you say thank you for what you don't have, as if you already had it, starts drawing it to you. And then, of course, of course, always take baby steps beyond these inner workings and uh, superpowering your mind up. Okay, so gratitude says, I have received. Thanks for that, you know, virus-free life, even though you might feel vulnerable. This is going to bring a virus-free life to you as you take precautions, etc. Giving, giving, you would never give if it made you irrevocably less, okay? But you know it's not. You know you're cool. You know you got this. You've got 12 coconuts. You can give a coconut away. Besides, your life has shown you, you are provided for. You are provided for. Stuff just shows up. You know it. Even if you're scared, you know it. You know tomorrow's going to come. And when you demonstrate by giving, you ramp up your own vibration, feelings, and thoughts. Tantamount to, I am provided for. The more you give, the more you believe you are provided for. The more you believe it, the more you entertain thoughts along those lines. The more you prepare to receive. Now, again, both of these power tools need to be augmented by a complete set of baby steps and uh, being grounded in truth and all other things. Don't just give away stuff you don't have. Don't give away based on credit card debt. Don't be silly. You don't need to push it. The universe, not that the universe is out there judging. That's a metaphor we often use. Your higher self is so inclined to shower you with all your heart desires. That's the default setting. So you can get out of your own way with gratitude and giving, and that will wrap up today. I love you and thank you so much, Divine Intelligence and people for watching. Can you hear the birds? It's like this every single morning when you work from home and you open the door at least here right now, and I feel so blessed. Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy April 4th, 2020. Uh, I continue with my spiritual tune-ups, and today I wanna talk about the fact, uh, let me, do not disturb. 
I want to talk about the fact that within your greatest challenge right now, your absolute greatest challenge lies your greatest gift, which seems not to be the case. It seems like challenges or AKA problems just kind of show up randomly uh, and, and they hit unsuspecting innocent people. Um, no one's innocent, but that doesn't mean everyone's to blame. Blame is a word that does not work in a spiritual conversation. We're all creators. We're learning of our power. And sometimes we miscreate. And sometimes we bring stuff over from other realms, other lifetimes for a reason to find that gift. So what might it be for you? Maybe when you were a kid, you were violated and you're still trying to deal with it. Maybe it's something in the present with coronavirus. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's career and work and finding that niche. Right now, you're facing a challenge. Everybody is. That's why we're here. And that challenge holds the key to the absolute best of your life ahead. So what I want to suggest here is a, a two-pronged way of looking at it and then a warning to not jump to conclusions that something's wrong. First, as a note from the universe once said, thank goodness for your challenges, problems, and issues. Because without them, how else would you ever know that you're missing something? That you're not quite getting something? That there's a truth out there that you've clouded with confusion or crossed wires? If you didn't know that, you could never be as happy as you're designed to be. And so it's great that the challenge has shown up so that you can go within, untangle those wires and live like you have never lived before. Prior to a challenge showing up, there's a chink in our armor that we don't know about that probably some other people can see. But for it manifesting in our life as an issue, we now have traction. It's by design. Bless it. Welcome it. You will rise above it. And think not that every challenge needs to be followed by the next challenge. No. You have this upward spiral that lifts off and life gets easier and easier and easier. And trust me, I know that this is true. I've been through almost every kind of challenge and heartbreak anybody could imagine. 20 years ago, I thought my life was a disaster. I thought it was over. I was on 39 on the cusp of turning 40. And while I went within to find out what I was missing, that's prong one. What are you missing? What aren't you seeing that is plainly there? And then do some journaling, see what you see. It'll be a great therapeutic exercise. And then I remember 20 years ago for me, I, I decided, look, if I keep looking for what's wrong with me and what I'm missing, you know, you can go too far on that end. I'll find a huge long list of disastrous issues that I've never faced and I'll never get out of the quagmire. So instead, what I did was I knew how life worked. You know how life works. You're a divine creator. Your thoughts become things. Pick an end result. Don't worry about the cursed house. Take action every day with simple, seemingly feeble baby steps, and you will charge forward. This is what I want to share with you today. Two things. Number one, introspection. Ask, what could I see that I am not yet seeing about life, reality, relationships, money, and do some journaling. You'll surprise yourself. But don't just do that because the list would be endless if you're me. Simultaneously say, I can't figure out the past, 
but I can figure out my future. And this is what I'm going to do. Vision boards, affirmations, and go start doing it. And then, and this is what taught me not to dwell on excessively on looking for, you know, what did I do to bring that upon me in the past? Then you'll be able to kind of create that space where uh, your focus is changed by new baby steps you're taking. And you might look back as I have 20 years later and say, there was nothing majorly wrong with me. I was just in a bunch because I wanted to reach more people talking about life, dreams, and happiness than I was able to do at that point. And my life needed a complete reset so that the biggest dream of my life could come true. In hindsight, it wasn't even a problem, although there were crossed wires, by simultaneously charging forward, I moved into the life of my wildest dreams. It awaits all of us, it awaits you. Every gift holds, every challenge holds a gift, and may you find yours as soon as possible. Jambo fellow adventurers, it is Sunday morning, early April, 2020. And as you well know, we've all, we've all been invited inward during this pandemic to rearrange our priorities and begin seeing life and thereby living life in a totally different way than heretofore. And while everyone, including me, is saying, go within, go within, uh, it helps when you have a technique. And if you're like me and somebody says, do you meditate? I want to throttle them because I've tried to meditate in my feeble, misunderstanding, misguided ways of what I thought meditation was. What is meditation? I used to think meditation is you sitting lotus style for a really long span of time where you've controlled your mind to a degree that there's no thoughts, no thinking, and thereby you let divine energy flow. And it doesn't work for me. Okay, now being more well-read and well-practiced, I'm supercharged about my new way of meditation that is not often recognized by those who are deep into classic meditation. And, and here it is. Wonder followed by deep desire. Wonder coupled with desire. When I look back at my life, there have been these moments of contemplative thought, whether trying to solve a calculus problem in college, and I remember it so well going from zero to enlightenment, because I would wonder how and I'd want to get it because I hated being in the library. And spontaneous illumination. I write notes from the universe for 20 years now. I never know what I'm going to say when I start writing. But I begin every session out with this alternative form of meditation. I wonder what it would be like to, have, to get to that point really quickly of where I'm like, Woohoo! I did it. I love my life. And I really feel the desire. Wonder followed by deep desire, a natural desire. You want to break through. This alternative form of meditation, which I have now confirmed through my inner being and through selective readings, is totally valid meditation, as powerful as you can get, that can take you to the point 
of walking on water, which true enlightenment would make possible for anyone. And yes, I believe it's possible. So wonder, which could also be a question, a question. How could I see relationships differently? How could I find peace? How can I avoid the virus? How can I find fulfillment? How can I do it? Wonder slash question coupled with the intensity and yearning of I want it and I know it is there. Prepare to be astounded. The great news here is you can do it walking. You've heard of walking meditation. You can do it with music. Jam on. You know, if it's going to take your mind away from the desire and the wonder question, then 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 it's probably not that helpful. But somebody's going to come along and say, hey, here's a third form of meditation. Contemplative thought. It really has provided me with breakthroughs in understanding the nature of reality that has led to a life I love, a life rich with love, being loved, family, money, that I get to speak to you. Who the hell am I that I get to speak to you? So get on it. There's a better way for some to meditate besides stilling the mind on a cliff, lotus style. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!